All right, blog number 387, entitled, Did I Fail or Did I Just Miss the Target? This one's a fun one. <laughs> so my wife got the crazy idea for an adventure for us to go on, and I wrote this blog fresh off of the experience. We decided to take on the challenge of the Manitou Incline. Insert ominous sounding music here. Dun, dun, dun. If you're not familiar, click on the link below in the blog for the Wikipedia page to see just what this looks like. The incline is 2,744 railroad ties put into a mountain as steps, and it goes straight up the side of a mountain. I had some idea of what I was getting into, but nothing really prepares you for a physical challenge like this until you are there and get started. I didn't know what I didn't know, and I paid the price because of it. We had done our annual hike up Humphreys Peak in Flagstaff, Arizona this summer, and I did fine. In fact, I kept up with my wife and the one other person who are the two strongest hikers in the group the whole way to the top. My knees are not a big fan of coming downhill, so I didn't try to keep, keep up with them on the way back down. We did some training hikes near our house a mere two weeks before the Manitou Incline, and I felt good. I thought I was ready. I had put in a decent amount of time on the Stairmaster in advance, and believe me, I hate the Stairmaster, and I have never really used it in my training before at all. I have been an anaerobic athlete my whole life, first wrestling in high school and then a lifetime of playing racquetball at a high level. Burst and recovery tra training is my jam. In the past, when I was in peak athletic condition, I could hang with world-class athletes from all different sports if they fell into an anaerobic category. <clears throat> I had always had it in my head that around age 50, I would make the transition to reduce the rigors of that kind of plyometric training and switch over to more anaerobic style or zone two training as an approach. There is a link in the bio, in the blog below as well for this. This is seemingly a better fit according to a lot of research out recently, and the training is much easier on the body. But apparently I'm still in my transition phase of this as the photo accompanying this blog from my heart rate monitor clearly shows. Yes, you are reading that correctly. My heart rate was over 168 beats per minute for a whopping 103 minutes. That is crazy. Even for me, I have never spent that long of a duration with that high of a heart rate. I am guessing if a doctor read this, they would admit me to the hospital for testing right away. I'm not sure just how dangerous th this is, as I have operated in that high end of the spectrum for most of my life, but not for that length of time. Don't try this at home as I am clearly a trained professional. As we started up the trail to get to the steps, I looked up and I could barely see the top. It was intimidating to say the least, but I do like testing myself, so I was in. I wanted the challenge and I was ready to go. But before long, the gap between my wife and I was growing. She is an animal on the mountain and knows not to wait for me. The only time she didn't leave my side was when I bonked coming out of the Grand Canyon. I was in trouble on that trip. 
I didn't take any electrolytes with me. And after nine hours of hiking, some of it in very hot weather, I was feeling pretty bad. This was different. It wasn't hot out. It wasn't nine hours into a hike or anything like that. I was walking up flight after flight of stairs and I was feeling the pain of it. Simple as that. I was getting leg fatigue and my heart was pounding in my chest. I was monitoring my heart rate through my Garmin watch and I knew where I was at. I passed a few people who were on the way down and they asked how I was. I replied that I was okay, just struggling a bit. They looked concerned and suggested that I turn back. I laughed at first as I was hell-bent on getting to the top. I looked up to see my wife, far ahead of me, looking back to see how I was doing. She yelled down to me, and I waved her off, telling her that I was okay. But I really wasn't. At this point, I was counting 50 steps and then stopping to rest. I was at my limit after 50 steps. Yeah, 50. I couldn't do more than that in one set, and soon I was unable to even do 50 at a time. I was taking my time, thinking if I just paced myself, I would get to the top eventually. At this stage, I was about 1,800 steps in, and I needed to make a decision that could have some real consequences. One more person passed me by, and she asked how I was doing. And I fessed up that I was struggling, and she hit me with a cold, hard fact. She said, you know there was a guy up here who had a heart attack last week. I sat down for a moment to think of whether or not I should continue on. I decided after about three minutes of rest that I was recovered enough to carry on. I started up the steps, and at this point, it was more like climbing a ladder than it was walking up steps. I went 25 more steps, and I was done. The incline was worse than at the lower level, and I looked up to see my wife standing there, looking back down at me. She yelled, you should turn around. <laughs> and I really was in no position to argue, and I agreed. I was 25 steps above the 1800 step mark, which is the last bailout point on the incline. I had convinced myself that I could plow through the pain and the high heart rate and still make it to the top. I was wrong, and that 25 steps proved it. I turned around and climbed down the 25 steps and went to the 1800 step mark once again. I conceded. I sat there for a moment, and then I headed down the side trail to the parking lot. My wife continued on without me. I actually enjoyed the walk down the trail, and I was in a strange place in my head. Part of me was disappointed that I couldn't make it. I felt like I had failed. But after a while, I realized that I really didn't fail today. If I had failed, I had failed a month ago in my preparation training. I didn't get my ass on that Stairmaster often enough and long enough. I didn't do enough lunges, and I didn't do enough step-ups. That is the real truth. I was able to do exactly what my preparation had allowed me to do. This prep work was enough to get me to the top of Humphrey's Peak, but not Manitou Incline. This was next level shit, and I'm honestly not sure if I could ever do this. But I do know that I can't do it with my usual preparation. But I was also proud of myself for a couple of reasons. Number one, I tried. 
I don't know anyone else who has tried this challenge. Lots of people outside of my circle of friends have, and some have made it, but nobody that I know. I didn't back out, and I didn't get stuck in a loop in my head of, I can't make it, I can't do it, at any real point. I don't feel like I cracked. I didn't break until that last 25 steps. I was willing to continue on, take more pain, and keep grinding. I still am a cleaner. There is a hyperlink below to the definition of what that means. And I highly recommend you check that out. But I also was smart enough to listen to my body and understand my own limits. I turned around before I got myself into a mountain rescue situation. I'd have to consider this progress for me as I was not great about this throughout the rest of my life. So the conclusion was, I missed the target, but I didn't fail. I was in the game, I just didn't get to the finish line. I am learning to not beat myself up over stuff like this. Probably 99.5% of the planet could not do what I had done. I have been down this road before. I stood at number 18 in the line, number 18 in line in the world rankings on the Pro Racquetball Tour, and I was mad that there were 17 people in line in front of me. It made my life miserable because I didn't appreciate what I had accomplished, and I certainly didn't enjoy that ride enough because of the mindset that I had. I never turned around to see the entire planet lined up behind me. I was only focused on the 17 people ahead of me. This situation was similar. I tried my best to learn from that previous experience and not repeat it. I didn't create a scenario in my head that wasn't accurate or reflecting the reality of the situation. This time, I appreciated my effort and my output in that moment. I figured out where the real failure was and what I should do next time. That's about as good as it gets, at least at this stage in my life. I outsmarted my ego and was wise enough to turn back and not put myself in a very compromising situation. Again, slow progress, <laughs> but, I'm, but I am learning. I want you to try to extrapolate from this a lesson that would fit into your own life and make sure that you appreciate what you do while you're doing it. Make sure you understand the journey that you're on and how many people would love to be in your shoes just trying to do something. Even if you don't quite hit your target, you are in rarefied air just by trying and, and getting in the game. Never forget that. As always, I wish you luck in your endeavors.